This is the MDRT Podcast. From holding staff accountable, to growing apart from a mentor, to passing on a job opportunity because of caring for a loved one, advisors can face any number of difficult challenges. During a conversation at MDRT headquarters before the pandemic, Maria J. Garcia, Riverside, Illinois. Xiao Chen, Clarina Hills, Illinois. Stacy Kahn, Skokie, Illinois. Chad DeMar, Rockford, Illinois discussed how they dealt with tough decisions and how their business benefited. In order to hire the right person, you have to have a very detailed job description of what their job is, what you expect, and how to hold them accountable. What I've always done, and at one point I had 10 full-time people working for me, I don't anymore. I have some remote people that do data dumps and stuff because there's a lot of data moving through our systems is everyone logged what they did all day long so that because I was out a lot that I could and these are my biggest words in my business I could inspect what I expect and I had a way of looking at each of my staff members that were doing work for me and my mouthpiece in talking to clients to make sure I could read over it because I found many errors over time like you told them that that's not right and they're like well I thought it was okay let's fix it and so the next thing is getting on the phone and say you made an error but we caught it and now we're going to fix it so I spent a lot of time every weekend and I would get, I don't know, 10 page logs in Excel from each person. And I would read through it and circle things to say that doesn't feel right, it doesn't sound right, so that I could be in front of the problem. So I think it's taking that first step, writing a check that's uncomfortable, but that gets you to the next level. But how do you make them accountable, which is tracking what they do in a way that you can make sure that now your mouthpiece, which is what all of us are saying, like, how do I let that go and let someone else talk for me? You have to. Uh, And the only way to do that is inspect what you expect. And that means they write it down. So they would write down the date, the name of the client, what happened. And it would just be an Excel, be simple, you know, go down the page. And then I had the ability, if you don't have a CRM, which of course I have now, but that was the way I tracked all the service work that happened to make sure it was right. Tough decisions, huh? You gotta make them every day, right? (laughs) Okay, one of the, I think one of the major decisions I had to make during my business career is because uh, when I started in the financial industry, I was with a mentor and uh, she's a very warm person and then she taught me a lot everything that I, I need to know to get started in the, in the business but as later on as as I became uh, as, as I've gotten into a management role within the company on, on the platform there's some uh, fundamental philosophical differences in how we run our uh, businesses and so we we actually share the same office for the longest time and then it was last year I decided because we really because of the conflict how we train our staff and our associates, it's not gonna it's 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 not gonna have the best outcome. So I made the tough decision to actually move move out of her branch to a different location and start starting all my own. And uh, while still maintaining the utmost respect for her and still giving her the everything that still thanks for everything that she's done for me, you know. And then last year it actually worked out better without her being involved in my day to day operations but still getting the same results. Were there any unexpected difficulties that came up after you made that change? 
Obviously, it's the same thing when you start anything that's on your own. So there's still there are areas that I tend to overlook because if you run your own shop, you gotta make sure everything is in place, which is something that I didn't do when I first moved out. It was some awkward moments, but uh, as long as she sees the growth in the business and everything, and I think right now both of us feel this, it was the right move. So it turned out it wasn't such a drastic change that I thought it would be. <laughs> Thirteen years ago, my mom came to live with me, and as it goes, I come up from a family of seven, but I was the one responsible for her caregiving. And it got to the point where it's like, obviously, we don't have a steady paycheck within our business, and being offered a position with a major bank and saying, what do I do? She needs taken care of. I need to take care of her. I need to be there for her and make sure that both of us are okay. Here's something steady, but this is what I love, this is what I do. And just making that decision that if I was gonna stay here, I needed to not only focus on her, but focus on what I needed to do to get the two of us through what we were going through. It was a hard decision, but it was the right one. I decided to stay here, focus on what I needed to be successful, focus on what uh, things I needed to put in place. And I was lucky enough to have her be with me. I just lost her January of this year, but never was it an option to put her in a nursing home or anything like that. I was able to provide for her. And it was a very difficult decision, but it was the best one I did just to continue because as we know, the flexibility it offers where we're our, our own bosses. So just having that flexibility that I could be there for her was still providing for her financially. So, but it was hard because here was a good paying job and I could just, but knowing that this is where my heart was. So major decision, but not the right one. In this business, there are so many different things that you can do, right? And what I was always told in the beginning is, you know, when you get your tennis swing going, which I don't play tennis, but I like the analogy, like if you're really good at your forehand, why would you introduce the backhand, right? Just keep doing the forehand until it's just so perfect that you can bring in the backhand every once in a while, right? But as a new person in the industry, you, I think where most agents have a tendency to fail themselves out is they think they can do everything and not protect the business based on what they do the best. And sometimes management can get involved. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And I think for me, it was, there were several spots in the career where I let it happen. I thought this would be a great opportunity, group benefits. And, you know, finding those things and doing that in an efficient manner, like finding a space to go do it and have the time to learn it and get it right, can take away and detract from what you're really good at so in learning how to give up those things, but not really losing all the opportunity, because sometimes those open up other doors. Say for instance, we do different employee-based products and we can, you know, I tried focusing on that for a while, almost failed myself out of the business. I drive like crazy. I've always looked for every opportunity. I don't cry about my drive time. I've gotten better at using the technology so I don't have to. But you know that you're working with somebody who has a sister and they may live in a town 145 miles away from where you're at 
And you can't say, well, I'm not going to help him. It's too far away. I mean, that's just silly, right? So I think the point of it was just making sure that even though I was driving, it was paying the bills. It was getting the things done. My business was growing. And so I tried, second one was I tried to focus everything back in on Rockford when I was driving all the time and almost failed myself out of the business for that too because in that space you can and i'm not trying to define the town or the city it's just in a smaller town everybody kind of knows everybody they have relationships they ask their friends who are you working with and it takes a while to create a spot in a small community where they know who you are and the referrals happen it's like an explosion when it happens in that space but i can come out into chicago and i can find somebody to talk to in about 10 minutes right i mean if you talk to them long enough they're like i've been looking for somebody to talk to about that and they're willing to look for information if they trust you whereas in that space you know got me got me a little in trouble so it's just learning how to just continue on the path that works use that forward hand and not fail yourself out of the business thinking you can take a right-hand turn and do something fancy, fancy. You can if it's been a long time and you have your roots, you know, you can take some chances. But otherwise you do hurt your business over time. But I think to add to that, which is perfect, the longer you do the business, the more you know. So you now recognize the opportunity when it's there instead of going out and necessarily prospecting for it. You might be driving your business forward and then all of a sudden that opportunity comes up and you're like, I've learned enough now that I can go do that. Mm -hmm. And that will essentially open another door in the future to, if you're doing the right referral business, right? Asking the client, how do you feel about how this turned out? Did I do a great job? By the way, Who's the person that comes in and does your janitorial services? Who's the person that that you partner with to bring in maybe the product that you help put together as an expansive? But trying to do it too quick, too early can get you stung. That's the end of this month's episode. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on SoundCloud and Spotify at MDRT Podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.